content provided in this podcast is for general information purposes only. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect that of the Mississauga Board of Trade. We are nearing the end of 2021 and the impact of COVID-19 continues to go on. While all industries and sectors in Canada have felt the effects of the pandemic, they have all been impacted in different ways. To help us with the discussion is Peter Hall. Peter is the Vice President and Chief Economist for Export Development Canada. With over 30 years of experience in economic analysis and forecasting, Peter is responsible for overseeing EDC's economic analysis, country risk assessment, and corporate research groups. You can also watch Peter's weekly video commentary by visiting EDC's website at www.edc.ca. Welcome, Peter. Good to be with you again, David. Well, Peter, uh, we've we've talked a little bit about this in the past, so it's time for an update in what uh, what you know you've termed the K-shape economy. Um, you know who's who's uh, on the winning side of that and who is not on the winning side of that. So let's start with the um, let's start with the ones that are not doing so well, and we'll end on a high note for the ones that are doing well. So, uh, it, you know, when we uh, when we had the uh, this conversation before, the ones that were in hospitality, restaurant, tourism, those industries were not doing well. Is it still the case for them? Absolutely. You know, it, it really has been carnage for those that have uh, been in the bottom uh, end, really, of this K. Uh, a long, long journey uh, out. Uh, arts and entertainment is one of the most beleaguered. And, uh, you know, I've got a son who's a musician, and uh, he's definitely feeling the firsthand pain of that. It's been, it's been a terrible time if you're in, uh, in that kind of industry. Travel is starting to come back. You know, if you actually look at, um, you know, Google indices of people movements and uh, air carrier um, uh, uh, person mileage numbers and so forth, they're all coming up uh, quite a bit. And so, you know, this is an industry that's not as deeply into the chasm as it was before, but it's still one where cash flow is is very much down. I mean, you you run by any major airport and uh, you will see that, you know, the the throughput of traffic is nowhere near what it was uh, pre-pandemic. And uh, there's hoping against hope that Omicron and, you know, whatever further variants don't hobble them uh, again. Now, another one uh, that's very sensitive to your um, your listenership area, David, is the auto sector. And this is one you know that fell down into the chasm, bounced right back out again and, and was right back up and, and in fact was over pre-pandemic levels. It's about 107% of pre-pandemic uh, activity within about four months of this whole debacle occurring. And so everybody looked at the auto sector and thought, wow, these guys are incredibly resilient. Well, now the industry is second last in the rankings, uh, thanks to this chip shortage that we see uh, around the world. And uh, so here's a sector that has been devastated, uh, really, again, by, um, you know, not just the pandemic itself, but the inability of the world economy to get back up and running again and to have enough supply to keep them going. So, you know, some very interesting cases down in the in the bottom end of the cave. Now, as we've seen, uh, uh, not dealerships, but the manufacturers, they've got lots of cars in the 
in the lots. They haven't, uh, the shortage of chips hasn't stopped them from producing the vehicles. It just stops them from shipping them because they won't run without the chips. So once the chips catch up, then we should see this, this, uh, avail this flood of availability of vehicles. Does that make sense? Absolutely. There's no question that demand is actually out there. The same could be said for travel. There's still tremendous demand for travel. Businesses are telling us in surveys that uh, that we send out to them and anecdotally around the table that they can't wait uh, to get back to in-person meetings. Uh, they're saying, you know, they've been running on you know, the, the goodness of the, the capital that was built up, I guess, before the pandemic occurred, but you can only do that for so long. And when it comes to prospecting for new business, you got to jump onto an airplane. You got to see people eyeball to eyeball before you're actually going to ink a significant new contract. You got to go to trade shows. You got to flog your wares and so forth. And so they're really itching to be able to do this kind of thing. And so it's not as if the demand isn't there for automobiles. It's not as if the demand isn't there for travel or for hospitality or, you know, our appetite for arts and entertainment consumption uh, has not gone down. And we just haven't had the ability to, to carry that out. So there's tremendous pent-up demand uh, for this right now. Demand is not the issue. It's being able to actually supply the stuff uh, on a, a number of different fronts that really is, uh, is the issue uh, at the moment. And as soon as that opens up, uh, there's plenty of capacity to consume. So to make sure that we get uh, the, uh, the 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 good side of this equation into the conversation, we're going to flip right to the uh, the people. That, we're going to skip over the companies that have not been effective or have stayed flat, and go to the ones that have uh, um, have we'll say profited the most out of uh, out of COVID. So where uh, what industries are at the top of that list? Well, there there are some manufacturing industries that have been uh, that have been doing quite well. Um, niche products, um, solution providers that are actually enabling people to keep the lights on in their businesses, even although uh, people movements have been compromised again and again by you know, waves of lockdown and so forth. Um, the finance industry, um, the big bad, you know, people don't like to think about this uh, too much, but that they have been doing very well inside of all of this because, of course, there's been lots of liquidity out there. Uh, there's been lots of housing activity. People have wanted, you know, a second home or, you know, a refit to their current home or, you know, just a change of scenery altogether uh, that accommodates needs. You know, all of a sudden people want pools, by the way. You know, I got a pool in the back 40 here and people are, oh, I'm not so sure that I want to maintain that thing. And, you know, okay, well, if you're selling your house, throw the pool in, whatever, but you're not going to get a premium for that right now. Now, everybody wants a pool. Um, you know, this is just a, you know, a COVID cure is to have a pool in the backyard. And so all of a sudden, those properties that actually have uh, those are, are in hot demand. Well, you know, people are going for bigger properties, they're going for bigger mortgages. And of course, this has been good for the uh, for the financial sector as well. Um, and um, so it's kept uh, kept them going in a, in a really big way. So they're one of the big winners as well. Um, you know, related industries, building supplies, uh, wood products and so forth have been have been very strong, very hot uh, throughout uh, all of this uh 
time. And retailing has actually been uh, decently good uh, on average. You know, retailing has its own K-shaped outcome as well, because there are some retailers that have done very, very poorly. And there are other ones who are, of course, soaring uh, at the top of things. Food and beverage are other industries that have done very well. Of course, if you can't do anything else, you can at least eat and uh, enjoy yourself. And drown, drown and, your sorrows. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, um, you know, those are those are the ones that really have ridden high and uh, they've been consistently so over the uh, entire uh, pandemic period of time. Well, uh, you know, we've got lots more industries uh, to cover. Unfortunately, we don't have a lot of time left mm. to, uh, to cover them. So, um, But I do want to let our listeners know to uh, make sure they tune in next week because you've got a special report that you're releasing uh, uh, this week and uh, your uh, commentary will be, will be on that trade report. And uh, so we'll look forward to hearing about that trade report. We've been in conversation with Peter Hall. Peter is the Vice President and Chief Economist for Export Development Canada. You can watch Peter's weekly video commentary by visiting EDC's website at www.edc.ca. Peter, thanks for being with us. We'll talk to you next week. Sounds good, David. I look forward to it.